What is up? Welcome to the 26th and final episode of Effective on Purpose with Jeff Welch. I am Jeff Welch, and today we're going to talk about developing a bias for simplicity. All right, so we're going to get into that final part uh, in just a few minutes at the end of this episode. But for now, I want to dive into this idea of having a bias for simplicity, okay? Uh, You know, complexity is all around us. Uh, We have complex jobs, uh, and we're often tasked with solving complex problems. And there's this problem-solving principle called Occam's Razor. And I I hope I'm saying that right. I I, I realize now that I'm not sure that I've ever heard it said out loud. I feel like this is one of those things where I know just enough to be dangerous because I I know the gist of Occam's Razor, but I don't know its origins. I don't know a lot about it. Other than the the basic gist of it is pretty simple. When all things are equal, which I would argue that they rarely are, but when all things are equal, the simplest solution is is usually the best one. How often do you find yourself uh, navigating the complexity of your world by trying to solve these complex problems with complex solutions, right? It's pretty common. We want to come up with uh, robust and comprehensive solutions to problems, and I think that we, we, we take that to mean complexity. But usually what I, what I see is that the, the complex solutions are often the easiest to arrive at because they're obvious, right? Like, okay, well, here are all the ways that we could convolute this. We're good at finding that. It is simple and elegant solutions that are often a little harder to unearth or require special insight or special talent in order to, in order to see in, in some cases, right? But the beauty of this is that Um, when we train ourselves to simply ask the question, like this is not about, you know, developing some new behavior set that's going to take you years to employ. This is literally just about saying, when I am confronted with a problem, I am going to ask myself, is there a simpler way? What if there was a simpler way? I'm going to to use that as part of my the process of determining what the best way to go is, is to say, am I overcomplicating this or is there a simpler way to go? So I, I, I'll give you a, a couple examples here. So the, the first is uh, I had a client recently who was just buried. Uh, they were a small business owner and uh, he was he was just up to his elbows, up to his neck. I don't know. He was he was in a tough spot in terms of there was so much on his plate. There was so much that was driving uh, driving him on a daily basis. He felt out of control, and he felt like uh, the the business that he was running and and the work that he was doing it, it, it's it, it's like you know a, a wave right that, that's that's too big for you. I, I I've. I love to go to Hawaii. I love to visit um, tropical locales. And um, 
as somebody who lives in the interior of a, of a large state, I don't see the ocean on a daily basis, right? And so one of the things that is always amazing to me about the ocean is it it is so much bigger than you think that it is, and its power is incomprehensible, right? If you have ever waded out into the ocean and met a wave that was a little more intense than you were prepared for, or met it at the wrong spot, right? There are, like, there are places in the cycle of the wave where you can kind of get upended. Um, it, it does not care about you, and it just does what the ocean does, right? It, it, you, you, you are not on its agenda. And a, a, a wave like that can level you, can flatten you, right? And I, there, there, there's a story from my childhood where I was sitting near the edge of the, of the water, uh, sitting, you know, uh, heads up, <laughs> as it were, uh, w- wave comes in, flips me over, my parents see my two little legs in the air for a period of time, and then the water clears, and I'm sitting right back where I was to begin with. It just sort of, I, I said, I remember opening my eyes, and I was underwater, and then I opened them again, and I was sitting back up. It doesn't care about you. And so they felt like uh, there was this wave that was just, you know, crushing them. And part of the complexity here was that they had some some work travel. They had a uh, a conference that they were headed to, and he was like, I, "I I'm trying to like get everything arranged so I can you know make it on this trip, and I have all these like things that they've got to deal with." And I just posed uh, what seemed like a radically simple option. And so the question the question was not designed to get them to do a thing. It was just to get them designed. Uh, it was just designed to get them to think about the problems they were experiencing in a different way. And I said, what would happen if you didn't get on that plane? And the next few minutes of our conversation were filled with them looking at the problem and the issues they were dealing with in a completely different way. Because before everything had been uh, mandated, everything was a must, everything had to be. And in this scenario, whether it worked or not was another another question, but in this scenario, all of a sudden, they were back in power. They were in control. They could choose if they got on the plane or not. They 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 could choose how they spent the next handful of days, whether they were going to spend that um, going to this conference and feeling more out of control, or whether there was an opportunity for them to renegotiate that and to change their plan. And I think very often we feel like uh, the the choices, the option sets that we have are dictated to us. And so we have to deal with all of the complexity that's in front of us, and we usually meet complexity with complexity. And I think that the exercise of saying, what if there was a simpler way, is a super valuable way for us to reassess what the problems and what the what the opportunities even really are and what our relationship is to them. So all I'm asking for you to try is when you are confronted with obstacles and opportunities, when things seem complicated, when things seem overwhelming and like the the only way to process this is to come up with an equally complex solution, to just ask yourself what if it could be simpler? Or what is the simplest response to this? Very often, I find myself trying to figure out every possible variable, like I'm playing a chess game. 
And sometimes you are playing chess and you need to figure out all those angles. But in a lot of parts of my life, I'm not playing chess. I'm playing checkers, right? And I could really simplify how much effort I put into the solution uh, by recognizing it doesn't need to be as complicated as I'm making it. So when things are complicated in your life, I'm going to ask you to pose this question because it's possible, possible, you are part of what's making it complex. You are part of why things are complicated because of your response, because of your relationship to the problem. So when people jump on a call with me, almost universally, uh, there is some sense of overwhelm. There's some sense that the, the situation they find themselves in, the circumstances, the, the conversation they have to have, whatever, it is complicated and it is hard for them to figure out what to do next. How do I approach this? How do I make sense of this so that I can move forward? And we spend our time together simplifying. That's the whole game. We spend the time together simplifying this so they say, I can see the component parts. I can see what I need to do about those things. And in some cases, we are we are thinking like, here's, here's the next 10 things you need to do, and they, they're going to run for a week. In some cases, all we're doing is saying, what is the next thing you need to do? What is the, what is the next step that will put you in motion? And that is a win for them because they have been so mired in all the complexity. And once they get going, like action, motion begets motion, right? Like the more that they are primed to leave that and take action, the more likely it is they will continue on to the next step and see the next step and all that kind of stuff. So your ability to just ask the question, can this be simpler, will prompt you towards solutions that you will never see if your assumption is it must be complicated, right? The, the, the conversation is going to be sticky, so I need to have a complicated solution to this. Uh, I need to have thought of every possible angle. Sometimes, sure, but not always, and probably not nearly as often as you think. All right, that's it from me. So yeah, like I said at the top, uh, this is the final episode. Uh, this is the end of this, but I just wanted to let you know that I appreciate you listening each week, and I, I have something special for all the small business owners out there who are listening. Uh, I'm a small business owner. I love small business owners and have really been uh, recognizing that my greatest impact is with this group of people. Okay, so if you are a small business owner who wants to overcome overwhelm and ensure your business is working for you, not the other way around, we, we get into this thing where it's like all of a sudden our business has become our boss and we don't know when that happened. We're like, wait just a minute. Well, your business is supposed to work for you, right? That's the, that's the idea, okay? So if you want more of that, just go to jeffwelch.com slash business. To learn more about the new podcast I built just for you. All right, squad, it has been a pleasure to talk your ear off for the past 26 weeks. I wish you all the best. Thanks for playing along.